parents strongly caution, the following programs are intended for mature audiences over the age of 18. These programs may contain intense violence, sexual situations, coarse language, and suggestive dialogue. Welcome to the Toonami Faithful Podcast, episode number 94. The Megas XLR 10th Anniversary Extravaganza. We've got an awesome interview for you. It's going to be a grand old time. The Toonami Faithful Podcast starts now. Hey everyone, welcome to the Toonami Faithful Podcast. My name is Jose Argumetto and with me tonight is... Hey, it's Samurai Derail Maddox. And... Sketch. And... Your esteemed announcer, Jim Nelson. And joining us on the show, I'm so glad he's here, Zach Birchie from Ancast. No, that's that's not my name. Oh, I've told you this several times, so Zach. Uh, sorry, uh, Zach Logan from the One Piece podcast. So confusing. Yeah, I Wait think that's it. <laughs> you guys still have a podcast? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, it's been going on for a while, for <laughs> and how it's long? still going on. Five years? Oh, that's not that long. Anyway, no, I know. We're coming up on our two-year anniversary. That's a long time. Yeah, no, two years is definitely longer than five <laughs> years, if I remember my math correctly, which I clearly don't. Yep. And you passed the bar exam. Well, well you don't need math on that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, we're going to stop fooling around here and get to uh, the news. And we're going to get through this very quickly because we know why you all are here. You're here to listen to our awesome interview. And I'm assuming it's awesome because we haven't recorded it yet. Our awesome interview with the Mega XLR creators. Um, so we're really looking How forward to that. How can it not be awesome? How can it be not be awesome? It yeah, has to be awesome. It has to be awesome. It's required for it to be awesome. <laughs> it is. Yes. It is required. Because chicks dig giant robots. They do. God God bless them, they do. (laughs) Anyway, you see the single Jose tear streaking down his cheek at this point. Damn it, they do. (laughs) I love that it's the Jose tear. Like I imagine it labeled Jose's tear. (laughs) If it were for a comic, there'd be an arrow pointing to it. (laughs) Would have its own thought bubble and everything. Yeah. Enough procrastinating. Uh, (laughs) Let's actually get into the news. From Facebook, Twitter. And the official Toonami Tumblr. This is Toonami News, powered by ToonamiFaithful.com. Space Dandy came in at 1,194,000. Bleach comes in at 1,241,000. Naruto Shippuden, 1,104,000. One Piece, 906,000. Blue Exorcist, 877,000. Black Lagoon, 856,000. Naruto, 601,000. Ghost in the Shell, 680,000. Woohoo! Um, <laughs> Brotherhood, 619,000. Samurai Jack, 601,000. IGPX, 545,000. Star Wars The Clone Wars, 586,000. And Symbionic Titan Ends the Night with 503,000. Those are your ratings for April 19th, 2014. So happy about Ghost in the Shell's ratings. I know you are. I know. Ooh, was did you see what Ghost in the Shell got with the demos? I did not. It got as good as Naruto and Blue Exorcist in One Piece. Like Naruto Shippuden? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> but One Piece strange. and Blue Exorcist. All right, cool. Because, interestingly enough, Black Lagoon rose the adult ratings. Yes. Just imagine how much better it would have been if Ghost in the Shell was right after Black Lagoon. Well, we get to have that for one whole one week. One week only! <laughs> <laughs> Limited engagement. All right, it's gonna be totally awesome, and that's—is that next? No, that's not next week. It's the week after. The violence hour. Oh, it's <laughs> the next violence week. hour. 
It is. Oh yeah, you're right. It is the next week, right? You got to think about it, man. People get bullets put in their ass. Technically this week. Technically this week. You're right. Um, but yeah, the same night that Attack on Titan starts. Yes. Um, and that'll be the end of Ghost in the Shell. Uh, Oh. Oh. But whatever, you can still watch it on Hulu, guys, for like absolutely free. And it'll come back. Yeah, seriously, it, they it always it. comes back. They they are a production partner apparently. So and the yeah. ghost came back the very next week. The ghost came back. <laughs> <laughs> it was very quickly going through the ratings comparison. Boondocks one million three hundred forty eight thousand. Bleach one million three hundred nineteen thousand. Naruto one million one hundred thirty eight thousand. Soul Eater nine hundred thirty six thousand. Thundercats eight hundred twenty three thousand. Uh, Symbionic Titan, 826,000. Ewodaka 7, 770. Ugh, excuse me. There's too many sevens in this. 777. Seven, seven. Ewodaka 7, 757,000. GXP, 694,000. Brotherhood, 698,000. Bebop, 652,000. Bebop, 693,000. Inuyasha, 712,000. And Inuyasha ends the night with 703,000. Those are your ratings for April 20th, 2013. That feels like so much longer ago. That that lineup just feels ancient. Yeah, I know. It's weird. Remember that show, Tension Wheel GXP? I hated it for some reason. I don't remember. <laughs> that why. feels like three years ago. Yeah. That feels like it was a long time ago. No, it does feel like it was, it was a long time it ago. It does feel like it was a long time ago. Long ago and far away. And, and this is literally your old news, but it's really cool to see uh, the retention rate like Bleach uh, had with uh, the Boondocks back then. It's only a drop of like thirty thousand. That's really cool. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what it is today, but back then. Back in the day, man, when Toonami aired stuff at 2.30 in the morning that wasn't in HD. <laughs> how, the, how, how did you survive, live? man? Now that's unheard of. Now if you think about it, like everything except Naruto, oh, no, Naruto is at 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> uh, well, now it won't be. Now, uh, well, I, know, I mean, but no, it won't up, be. Until, up until last week. In fact... Oh man! Once With the exception it, uh, of shipping, one him. one week later you'll have Beware the Batman at three, so then it'll be even more HD. Yeah, all Beware the way until Batman. classic Naruto. With the exception of Naruto Shippuden, of course. But yeah, for now we're getting we'll close. So we'll 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 change soon. We're not nearly close enough. No, uh, when hardly. is it? <laughs> it's episode fifty-four, I think. Of course, yeah. you know that off the top of your head. Because <laughs> uh, I'm such a huge Naruto fan. No, it's yes, because you're such a big HD fan. I'm an HD whore. This is true. I wrote that stupid thing over over Friday, and I was just like... I read that! I read that, and I was like, <laughs> damn, how much time did you really have on your hands to do that? I had an hour to kill, and I was just like, why don't I just write this down? That'll be fun. You just, you just don't like free time. That's your issue. Yeah. Hey, but, man, when you want to I mean, write, the yeah, other time, the, the, Yeah, the other time my free time is used on OPV Japan's final edits, so... I was like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and use this for writing for now. I don't want to work on OPB Japan. I've seen that for the past six months. I'm personally offended by that. You should be. Yeah. <laughs> well, I am. <laughs> What's that? Um, speaking Did you of... you say they were the final cuts? Final cuts. And it's probably going to be the last time I use Final Cut, too. So this is kind of like a goodbye. I think I'm delaying <gasps> it on purpose. Ooh, wow. Going to be moving on. Uh, bittersweet. Yeah. Really bittersweet, man. Final could serve me for so long. It's going away. Waiting for Taps to start playing. He doesn't have his harmonica on him. I caught him off guard. There it is! Hey. <laughs> you kidding? He always has it in arm reach. <laughs> hey, I got to, man. 
Yeah, I better hope I don't never buy a soon. It's going to be even worse. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that needs to happen. You are close enough to New Orleans to go buy one. A Dude, good you, know one. Much, you know how expensive those things are, man. Yeah, but you're Probably close enough to just drive right over there and, and get a good one. Yeah, good point. Maybe anyway, I need to. No, okay, let's get back on topic. Back on topic. Charles <laughs> is getting us back on topic. I know that's so. Holy shit, that's never happened before. That's right. contradictory to my fucking nature. That is that is not the reason we have you on the show, Darrell. <laughs> I know, man. Derail us back. immediately. <laughs> Put down that comedy you. release. Something doesn't feel right. <laughs> it doesn't feel organic right now. Anyways, um, let's get into the U.S. trending, uh, because it's the only thing that trended. I don't think we had anything worldwide. Either that, mm. or I think we just stopped tracking. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Enemy I don't know. It's like it's well, difficult to trend things lately. Yeah. Well, you know, well, you had the John Jones fight last night with um, UFC, and then, oh, you know, don't forget about the other little highly charged racial conflict going on with um, oh, Donald Sterling yeah. right now. But mm-hmm. let's let's just get into what we need to. Um, Space Danny comes in at uh, Space Danny. It's not the ratings. You're trending for the U.S. <laughs> Way to go, Danny. Jose! I know. I'm out of it, man. Space Dandy, Gara from Naruto Shippuden, um, Black Lagoon, Revy, Naruto, Samurai Jack, IGPX, Star Wars, Tasty Coma Wife, and Symbionic Titan are all trending. That's what that stands for. Yep. <laughs> hey, man, they're, they're Scrubs fans at Lucasfilm. Hmm. Uh, mobile apps, Black Lagoon, Revy, Naruto, and Symbionic Titan. Those are your trends. Uh, hey. Pretty good. All right. I'm surprised Space Dandy trend again. But Dude, don't again, it, was zombie episode, it was the man. zombie. It was the zombie. It was the episode. Walking Dead episode, yeah. man. Uh, it made total sense. You make me wanna. Uh... <laughs> Sketch, quit touching yourself. <laughs> Sketch, stop making That's references can't, to Boondocks. Can't stop it's that pretty boy Flizzy. <laughs> make me wanna. Uh... <laughs> um. Yeah, trending yeah. was a pretty good, pretty good night last night. I think. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the hell happened. Uh, basically, man, it was just like a friggin' block full of emotional feels. I mean, okay. Bleach. Can I, I say re- something about Bleach? Go ahead. This is fuck. the best episode of Bleach I've ever seen. Holy fucking shit. Jose actually admitted that. It was man. really good. I know, right? Like, that came out of nowhere. I was Dude. lost and confused, but like, the emotional story to it was like a full arc. And it was like, what the, where is this? Okay, exactly. where? Okay, where's the real Jose? <laughs> no, I like this no, Jose real, right here. No, right well, now. you're saying that because genuinely good episode of Bleach. Like, it was the so end of a filler few, arc, right? It's the end of a filler arc, but that's like, why it wasn't canon, so it's not terrible. No, and that's that's how Bleach music. works. They actually had canon music playing, though, man. No, it was like, but the, like part of the episode was canon. I think the whole thing about Ichigo like losing his powers and shit that was all canon. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I, read, I think uh, I read that actually one. emphasized the whole situation a lot more than the manga did. I, I the anime does a much better job than the manga usually, as I recall. Yeah, with this one it does, but like it really just pulled in some heartstrings, man. I was just like, damn. Like you know, I almost felt I felt sad, man. I was like, this is the end right now. Like, look, I don't want to I don't want to say like Bleach is a suddenly amazing show, but like I don't expect the emotional depth out of any shonen. Uh, with the exception of One Piece, and to well, see it come to get from you a few little feels, man, here Naruto and there. here and there, but like Bleach. Stop using it! <laughs> did I use? Oh, did I say feels? Did I? Did I? Did I really say it? 
It was used in a Toonami show. So I think you're allowed to do it now. I think Sketch is dead. What? Did we kill Sketch? I hope not. We need him. I don't know. He kind of went. He went nuts, and then I didn't hear a thing from him. And I'm like, I Maybe think he's dead. Again. I hope it's running around. That would be sad. <laughs> that is not going to happen again because I unplugged the cord. <laughs> <laughs> no calls during podcasting. No calls. <laughs> You're gonna have to do that again tomorrow night. <laughs> You're assuming I'm going to plug it in between. <laughs> He's going to be sitting at his computer the whole time waiting for this interview to happen. <laughs> Anyways, just, I'm get, getting back on topic. Um, the other thing that happened last night, besides the emotional tor- turmoil that Bleach tried to portray and did a damn good job of doing. Again, I'm not going to stop being complimentary of Bleach for a while. Oh, God. Um, there was a <laughs> Am Spider- I alone here? It was the, there was a Spider-Man preview. Did you see Bleach last night, though? No, I got I'd say watch give it. this one a chance. I'll watch it on a it's still stu- It's still stupid, but th- it's good. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'll give it's it a, a chance. Some no weight to it. it. Look, I'm open minded. I just, you know, have a natural hatred of bleach, but I'll watch it. So do it's I, dude. You're preaching to the choir. Lover. We're Adam the same person. Trying to morph without his power coin. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are uh, identical twins, um, separated at birth. But you know, I'll, I'll, I'll look at it. I'll, yeah. I'll trust you, Jose. Uh, as I mentioned before, there was a Spider-Man preview last night. Uh, Sarah apparently wants to go work for Oscorp. And Traitor. then she realized it was evil. So she was like, no, I'm going to go work for Turner. Or Toonami, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, she didn't say Turner. That'd be weird if she said Turner. Mm. It'd be oddly specific. <laughs> oddly. The, um... I'm going to go work for William Street. The thing that kind of like bugged me, and of course I shouldn't look too much into this, but I'm going to because why not? <laughs> bugged you. Um, <laughs> is how did Sarah not know about this preview coming up? Because if you notice during the week, there were a couple of like promos that Tom, Tom was said, keep- don't tell her, don't tell her. And he clearly had the video stored on the absolutions computer. Get I'm just going to be honest. You're thinking about this too much. I, you're <laughs> right. You, you are a hundred- just a show. I should really just relax. You are a hundred percent correct. But how does Sarah not know that <laughs> it's on the hard drive? She was on vacation. Tom, I see you have an encrypted file here. Damn. Uh, maybe maybe he mind. shut her down. He can't turn off Sarah. Shut Sarah's her down a ship. For a week? Yeah. She who you don't need her for the rest of the week, right? Like how is she gonna operate the life support systems for the non life life? No, 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 no I think sense. I just got you there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just keep going. How is he that hole there? Hold on. How is he able to open the doors and open and, and pull up the computer screen if she's off? Open says me. What, what, does he have, like, a Mac OS installed on the side? I just answered my own question. He has a Mac OS installed on the side. Well, that's the operating system for champions, so Tom would have that, yes. Yeah, all right. Problem solved. Uh, but what did you guys think of the uh, Spider-Man preview? Eh? Yeah, sure was a mm. Spider-Man preview. Yeah. It was good it to see it. It on the stream. It, it didn't show up in the stream? Nope. Oh. I was like... Hey, everybody's talking about this Spider-Man thing happening. Why can't I see it? Mm-hmm. I guess Sony didn't pay for that. It was good to see a few new, uh, I think like a couple seconds of new Tom footage, right? Uh, I'm sure we'll see the effects of that later on. I don't think we saw yeah. anything new. Uh, I thought we saw maybe one or two little tiny additions, but maybe that's just me. Um, 
And yeah, sure was a Spider-Man preview. Comes out this Friday. Eh. Is anybody going to go see it? This movie I'm, exists. Yeah, okay, I, wow. I haven't been able to watch Spider-Man since Spider-Man 3, uh, but I'm I just I'm like an old person. You bought the spectacular Spider-Man on Blu-ray came with a voucher that basically pays for a ticket, so support a really good show, see an okay movie. <laughs> I'm glad we're all kind of on the same page on this one. We're like, yeah, Spider-Man. You know, I rewatched the first Amazing Spider-Man recently cuz I saw it in theaters a long time ago, you know, when it came out in theaters wasn't that long ago and i just there was something about it i didn't really like it was okay oh i hated that I movie i liked it better the second time i did not like that movie either time i saw it <laughs> i really mm-hmm. didn't like it so not looking forward to the sequel probably if won't I see, it. see it i'm going to see it because jamie fox is electro man that, that does look cool that part of it <sighs> i i really want to support jamie fox but there will be more humor i think i think him as electro is kind of a dumb idea <laughs> Jamie Foxx is a super talented actor, but like Electro, come on, they could do so much better than a second tier Spider-Man villain. <laughs> Motherfucker was Ray Charles, okay? Mm-hmm. Oh! <laughs> I was gonna say. Anyways, um, it's still cool to see cross promotions <laughs> like this, though. Yeah, I'm glad that Sony's throwing money at Jamie. Now that so. you've been a legend, who do you want to play next? I'm thinking Electro. Spider-Man, I think that'll be the peak of my career. Is that what Jamie Foxx sounds? <laughs> I don't think so. That's a terrible no, Jamie, Jamie Foxx Fox impression. Jamie Foxx sounds more like, you know, you and me. He doesn't have the twang that, say, a uh, man like Darrell would have. Oh, damn. Thank you for cracking on my goddamn southern accent tonight. <laughs> so, somebody actually hears it for once. I really don't hear it at all. <laughs> really? <laughs> Maybe that's because Jim from Boston. <laughs> a little bit, and he's now it sounds like he's enunciating it. But <laughs> anyways, uh, the other trailer oh, that we got was a uh, Attack on Titan promo where we got to hear a couple of seconds of the dub. Yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. Sure, it does sound like a dub. It does. Guess what, <laughs> and guess what? Bryce is awesome, and you should be saying hello to him and be like being awesome. Thank you for being awesome. How could they say hello to him? It's on television. Yeah, on Twitter. Oh right! On Twitter, you dumbasses. Whoa! Hey, look here! I might be awesome. dumb, and I got an ass, but don't call me a dumbass. Quit using compound words. <laughs> I'm glad I to don't see need you. I don't need your fancy French words, sir. <laughs> Good I'm glad to see a minute. Louisiana. <laughs> glad to see a minute thirty second promo. Uh, I don't remember. Ooh, it's been yeah. a while since we've had that. Um. um I, well, I mean, like, okay, it's well, probably not the best place to judge performances from the dub at all is a promo with no context for any yeah. lines. Yeah. But, man, did I, I, I was really excited about Josh Greeley playing Armin because I was like, hooray, they didn't cast a girl. I thought they were going to cast a girl for that role, and I was like, it's going to sound too feminine. Then I heard Josh, and I'm like, wow, he doesn't really sound right. But... Okay, I'm going to hold... I mean, look, the show comes out next week, so I'm holding out, like, actual judgment okay. until the actual show. Listen, don't be a weeb. I, I'm, just enjoy the wonderful narration by Howard Parker. No, Howard Parker killed it, but... Oh, Howard just, Parker's doing... Oh, yeah. Look, I I'm know still I'm super sorry. excited about Josh Greel playing Armin. I'm... I was like, that is an awesome choice. This is an amazing choice. Mm-hmm. But from the, like, tiny bit I heard, I was like, whoa, that that's off-putting. I'm sure it'll well, sound fine in the context of the show. 
And it's probably because you're not used to it. Yeah, that's, that's true. I'm also really, yeah, I'm super used to the subtitled version of Attack mm -hmm. on Titan at this point. See, this is where I, um, you know, I usually end up appealing for com because um, I kind of, no, I don't not, know, I saw, it I saw it beforehand. Well, I'm, for a lot of people, I say, I saw it beforehand. I've seen four episodes. I can attest it is good. Just sit back, relax, keep calm, and watch Attack on Titan. No, totally. I absolutely trust Mike McFarlane, who's directing the show. He's done an amazing keep job keep calm One Piece. watch Attack on Titan. Yeah. Where's that, keep... where's that t shirt with the survey core? If you're keeping calm and watching Attack on Titan, you're doing it wrong. It's true. Well, keep calm, well, keep calm before attack, watching Attack on Titan. There are spots where, you know, calm is expected, you know? That's how they get you. Anyways. Yeah, that's how they get you. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, the one thing I think I forgot to put here in the agenda, which I did not even send out, yeah. realizing this now. That's fine. <laughs> We're doing quite well tonight. I'm not used to writing things down for podcasts. So you wouldn't that look at it anyway. Hmm. Uh, oh, sh but the thing I forgot to uh, put on here that you guys aren't <laughs> even looking at is uh, Toonami had a Q&A today. They did? Yeah, oh, yeah. they did. Sure was a Q&A. Sure didn't learn anything. Yeah, well, well needless except to say... one thing. We learned one thing. Mm -hmm. The comic, which they've been teasing for over a year, a and year half, now. Though? Year and a half, I'd say? Uh, not quite. Just a year. Mm. Uh, they have been teasing it. It will now tie into Intruder 2, so I don't think we'll see it. Intruder 2? Intruder 2. Sorry. Whoa. I don't think we'll see it until Intruder 2 next year. We did Which get confirmation, okay. uh, Jose, and, and I think you had been positing like whether IGPX would come back. Uh, they said that would come back, and they said Ghost in the Shell at some point would both come back. Mm -hmm. Yep. So Which that's apparently is news to people. I don't get that. Well, I think I think someone had said on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> don't you that, know, Jose? Whenever a show leaves Toonami, they can never play it again. Well, someone mm -hmm. on I forgot who it was. <laughs> they go the, the way show. of Sony. only the SD show sketch, <laughs> or sorry, the HD shows <laughs> they can never play again. That's true. <laughs> SD shows can come back wherever the fuck they want. Someone has someone had given the theory though that it was only gonna that it was only like a year contract and wasn't gonna come back. So it's nice to know that IGPX will be back at some time at some point in the future. <laughs> no, I'm, I have a feeling they've they've bought back. Yeah, and also, um, we're coming up on a almost a year of it uh, having been back because it came back what May June of last year. Came out right. It's been a year. It came back yesterday, a year literally. No. Oh, okay. Down oh, to okay. the day. Okay, I was like, no. You said yesterday. I'm thinking, weeks. no. <laughs> but so whatever. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's so yeah. It was not. It was most certainly not a one year deal uh, for a one year prove it deal for IGPX. Yeah. So um, I think it'll be back. Uh, well, we know it'll be back. Period. But uh, the question is when, and hopefully mm, when it comes fucked up for a while. Hopefully, uh, Spider-Man helps pay for HD tapes. That would be nice. Oh, if only. Oh, that would be so awesome. Mm -hmm. They'd just be like, you know what? We'll just do the Spider-Man thing, and we'll go buy Ghost in the Shell and IGPX HD tapes, because they exist. <laughs> They're not a figment of my imagination. They're out there. I'm not crazy, I swear. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, no. um, anyway. <laughs> that's, uh, that. any other interesting questions? I asked about Ninja uh, Tune. That was about Yeah, it. you did ask yeah. about Ninja Tune. Which they couldn't get into, which saddened me. Which, yeah. um... Well, the only thing I have to say, and I said this on Twitter earlier today, was that keep on, uh, keep at it, trolls. Uh, eventually, they're just not going to do it anymore if they keep on getting crappy questions like this and just not having a lot to tell us. There's a reason. I mean, why I think most of the people who ask don't really 
keep up. I mean, yeah. we're, I mean, I, mean we're... I, I try to think that way, but there's a like, why do you hate anime? And I see like 10,000 of those questions. Okay. Wow. Also, why do you hate cartoons? <laughs> also, the people who ask questions are around 11, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> and well, just have like right. one that's, emotion. I don't know what grammar is. Uh, well, I mean, that's a Maybe lot of Maybe they should internet. stop allowing Anon questions. Yeah. I think that would actually solve a lot of issues, but I think they like it. won't solve them, them all, though. I think yeah. part of it is just like, wow, we can't answer anything, so let's just answer It'll a bunch of the same questions. Everyone who has shame. <laughs> let's just be like, hey, let's answer this troll question and let's be little smartasses about it, because that'll be fun. <laughs> um, which is fine. I'm totally cool with. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, that sure well, was we a QA. That Toonami well, they... over, over subs or dubs, they prefer farts, and, and that's always good to know. <laughs> <laughs> Goes to the shell. Uh... And Full Metal Alchemist April Fool's Day. I rest my case. Oh, oh yeah, that did do that again someday. Yes. Do it with Attack on Titan. Do it with Attack on Titan. Oh, man. Oh, they, they did Titan. it with Attack on Titan. Pete, they would be crucified. That's the point. <laughs> no, they would be crucified if they did it over the opening of Attack on Titan. Yeah. No, that would probably be the acceptable part. Yeah. Because <laughs> at this point, what what hasn't been parodied about the Attack on Titan opening? Yeah, uh, you might as well wait. put. Why not go to the it. lowest? Why not go to the lowest common denominator? Put mustaches on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's just imagining Aaron with a mustache. I'm imagining Mikasa with a mustache. You guys remember that though? They did that for Witch Hunter Robin and Big O and yeah, a bunch of their I shows. I don't remember that, but I find uh, I need yeah. to find like footage of it. That was their I... that was their April Fool's Day one year where they just put mustaches on every mm -hmm. single character. Yep, that's amazing. It's great. That's it needs hilarious. to happen again. Yep. Yeah, uh, but once the people next got Saturday pissed, though. on April 1st. Oh, people always get pissed at April Fool's I jokes. I mean, you yeah. know that, Jose. Don't they freaking I, I, know it's April Fool's? <laughs> I, there were probably people that were pissed about perfect hair forever. Pretty sure people oh, are still... So happy. Pretty sure people won't let go of the DBZ thing that we pulled. Yeah. What, that's yeah. not coming back? No, oh, you didn't, you didn't hear? No. Oh, it's it's not. I man. can't believe somebody actually thought that that was real. I can't Shit, believe no. people didn't read the I article. I loved it. I for I will go oh, on I record. Jose, uh, Jose, Darrell and I were in our glory on oh, that day. <laughs> oh man! You know, you know, we're just sitting there. Like, had we been there, we would have had popcorn and dr been drinking White Russians all day and just having a grand old time laughing. Oh, the poor tsunami news account. Oh, the, the website, man, it crashed. Well, the website crashed, but like the music, like all the notifications that went to Paul's phone was hilarious. I'm surprised uh, Paul still has a phone. It, it still exists. But anyways, uh, we're going to stop dilly-dallying here and get to what you all are here for because it is the 10th anniversary of Megas XLR on May 1st. Uh, and to celebrate, we do have an interview with the creators of Megas XLR. So without further ado. Welcome to the 
Megas nice. XLR 10th Anniversary Extravaganza. And we continue it right now with an interview with the creators and lead designer of Megas XLR. Can you guys please introduce yourselves one at a time? Where do we start? <laughs> uh, we'll start with uh, George. You've been your returning champion, George Christick. Hey, guys. How's it going? I am with George Christick. <laughs> nice, nice to meet you all over the internet, wireless devices. And our second returning champion is Chris Paranowski. And I'm uh, Chris P. Uh, nice to meet you again, or talk to you again. And new to the show, <laughs> very new to the show is the other co-creator of Megas XLR. We're happy to have him here, Jody Schaefer. Hey, how you doing? And of course, the oh, sorry, go ahead. I said that's it. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, and last but not least, the lead designer of Megas XLR, Ed Edward Artinian. Hi, Edward Artinian here. Hi, guys. Cool. I like to call him Word. Or Word. You guys can call me Word. Or Word. Not Ed, Word. though. That's incorrect. As I no, learned. Ed no, not Ed. I learned that the hard way. You can call me Ed if you're feeling a little randy. <laughs> <laughs> and only I may call him by <laughs> So, uh, right. first thing we have to ask to George is because we've asked you this every time you've come on the show. How's oh. Gonin going? Wow. Okay. So that's a that's a blast from the past. Um, the last I heard, and, and and nothing has changed since the last time we spoke. But the last I heard is that Eric Calderon, the creator, was getting the rights back from Gonzo, which took a long while because the company kind of imploded, from what I remember. They uh, they got I think they got taken over by uh, a different company, so there was a huge rights issue. So it is still alive. And last time we spoke about it. He was thinking about doing a Kickstarter for it to get the funds so he could finish some scripts and do some animatics. But that is the, the latest, yeah. Cool. Um, have you guys settled on a network for it yet? Because I have one in mind. <laughs> no, I mean, we're still at the very early, early stages. Okay. So, yeah, would that be, um, let's see, what's a good network? Women's Entertainment? Yeah, that's <laughs> the one I was thinking of. Awesome. Oh, no, I was thinking of O. Oh, sorry. I was thinking of O. Oh, they're so confusing. There's so many of these networks. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what they call it now, right? Okay, yeah. Lifetime. Lifetime, yeah. It's all the same. Yeah. So there is not a woman's entertainment network, right? <laughs> I don't know. Am I being a sexist? We? No, I think we. Uh, wet? Wet? No, oh, dear. No, not wet. Not wet. <laughs> Oxygen? Oh, we. Yeah, there's we. We, Oprah, yeah, women's entertainment. Yeah. If, yeah. if Oprah's got her own channel, women in general probably have their own channel, too. Right? As they should. Yeah, yeah. it's true. I'm sure, I'm sure all of our fans are riveted by this women's entertainment talk. Riveted. Great start. I'm terribly sorry. That's okay. Chicks dig giant robots. That's true. Um, there's no giant robots in Gonin, but... We'll get to the giant robots in a bit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there, there are robots, though. There, okay. There's like a robot chick. Right? Or am I forgetting my sure. properties? Sure, why not? <laughs> you wrote it. I don't know. <laughs> oh. Hi, robot chick. Done. Yeah. <laughs> and we're drawing up. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay, I'm on it. I know that's really hard for you to draw a hot robot chick. I know. <laughs> yes. What's your, what's your deviant art handle so the internet can come to you? Oh, shit. Oh, shit, Dad. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. uh, okay. It's uh, it's a uh, uh, dadword.deviantart.com. Nice. Yeah, now you look at all this like shiny, neat, furry. <laughs> 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 oh, 
<laughs> Free plug. All right. Um, the other thing that we have to ask about is, I guess this was directed to you, Chris. Uh, what's the status of Motor City? Is there any talk about getting that back to Titmouse? Well, I'd say that's probably very unlikely. Um, just because you know that that stuff's all kind of like the the thing that insider Hollywood stuff is that's all pre-negotiated in your contract and I could certainly there it there's like very clear terms on how to get it back and it would involve like me paying Disney tens of millions of dollars which I just don't have I can say <laughs> though kind of like I could give you this vague statement that although it's very unlikely there'll be new episodes there's one maybe two different networks that will be airing reruns in the near future women's entertainment yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh we did it we did yes, it yes we got news <laughs> <laughs> well now i'm thinking vortex <laughs> anyways um paul you want to take the next question yes i'll take the next two actually um, recently you guys said that you were coming back together, the whole Megas team, to do uh, the recently pitched Prodigal. Um, I was wondering what the status was on that. And, you, and George had said something on his Twitter about live action. Yes. So, um, as usual, they like to shut down our project. <laughs> so, so, while we had a good run in development at Nickelodeon, um, Nick is now going towards kind of like the, the younger demographic, more goofy, and they don't like uh, dark action, which um, this was kind of dipping into. So um, I got the rights back, and I showed it to a pal of mine who's produced a couple features, um, and uh, he got really excited about it. So he's, he's taking it around town um, to different networks. So we'll see. We might end up doing it as a live-action series. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. <clears throat> The other thing we got to ask about is, uh, of course, the th reason we're all here. Uh, Megasex Solar, how's the revival coming along, if that is still happening? <laughs> I, feel, I feel good about that response. Yes. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys still got eardrums. <laughs> I, uh, I think we've met a bit of an impasse. I mean, it's basically uh, one of the issues of like, uh, you know, it's basically an accounting issue where uh, Megas has been declared like a, a loss by the network. Right. And if they were to open up, even if they were to license it for like a keychain or something, They'd have to open up the books again and put people on tracking the accounting and stuff, and it just seems unlikely. Uh, even if we had, like, the difference is, is uh, I think if we had tens of millions of dollars, we could buy the rights back for Motor City. Kickstarter. I don't even think they'd be open to that for Megas. <laughs> really, I think they're like, we told the government we lost money on this and we <laughs> make money on it. back to the government and tell them now we made money and they're going to back tax us on the as far as i understand accounting i think it's something that because of time warner being a giant company 
<clears throat> it's not worth it to them to even have the conversation with us, which we found out through about a year and a half of having conversations. Yeah, and, and, and we talked yeah. about this before, guys. None of us are, are lawyers or accountants, and we, we, we tried to parse the information as best as we could, and we, we had Titmouse lawyers and accountants reach out, and it's just, as Chris said, it's a, it's a huge impasse. And we've kind of come to this point where it's like, I don't think we can do anything anymore. And I know that's awesome news for the 10th anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> but it, we have a surprise for you. <laughs> but, it, it, but it's the truth, right? And, you know, we're just a bunch of dudes who like to draw and tell stories. And we have to work in a system that does not always support um, the expression of those things in the way that, that we want and the way the fans want. But what I'd say is, like, stick with us in that we have a lot of other projects out there that I think a lot of them embody the spirit of Megas in different ways. And you can even see some of that in, in Motor City and some of the other stuff that Titmouse has been doing. It's the same people. It's the same voices. You know, it's the same um, mentality. So, Hey, I can even tell you that there are Easter, there are Megas... There are many of our shows, but there are a couple of specific Megas Easter eggs coming up, even in Turbo, the DreamWorks show we're doing for Netflix. We, <laughs> yeah, we don't let our have fun and hide that yeah. shit. In there. Yeah, we don't let our yeah. shit die. We keep sneaking into every other show we yeah. work on. You know? so, so it'll still, you'll still find it. Probably eventually one day you'll be able to piece together all the shows we've ever worked on and make a coherent episode of whatever you want. Like you find downtown episodes in Turbo if you look hard enough. <laughs> And, and I'm always doodling. I'm always doodling Kiva, and I'm always posting it on my DeviantArt and Tumblr yeah. and stuff. So what's like, that DeviantArt again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say it again. They just play it again. <laughs> they can just put <laughs> that part in again. No, but yeah, I'm always doodling it. So. It's true. Well, we and, have and, to. We have to ask. If not, we're gonna get like 20 million questions. Like, why did you ask that? So <laughs> we have to be the ones to ask. No, if uh, you were to plagiarize yourself. Yeah. Well, we do that every yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> every Shamelessly, show yeah. <laughs> Next one. Yeah. What if you were just to make something called Gigas XLR? <laughs> what, what's funny is right before this uh, podcast, we had that exact same conversation. Coming from Tim Mouse, you have Boater Bitty. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we'll just make it a mashup. Yeah. Well, it's like Lucas. It's, it ain't too far off from the truth, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Lucas couldn't get the rights to what was it, Buck Rogers, so he just yeah. made his own Buck Rogers. Yeah, yeah. there nice. you go. So we'll do that to our own stuff. Yeah, we can't get the rights to our own. <laughs> yeah, we can't. We literally cannot get the rights back to our own shows. So we have to make other shows that rip off our old shows, yeah. and then we and then those get canceled. We can't get the rights to those. <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. This is a yes, fun is. cycle. Bad uh, run to stay on. Yeah, you know, at least we're creating stuff, and that's funny. Uh, now, I, I guess the next thing I wanted to ask about Titmouse is that recently I've, I've noticed you guys picking up a lot of live action properties. Like, you guys worked on Community, you guys did Scott Pilgrim way back. Uh, are, are you guys going to reach out and, and do more animation tie ins for uh, live action properties, or, you know? Yeah, we're always doing stuff like that. Like, I think, you know, now we've got a reputation for doing a certain type of work, so those those gigs kind of fall on our desks. Like, we don't actively seek them out so much. So, you know, we are currently working on things like that. You'll 
see more of those weirdo animated one-offs of live action properties coming out actually very shortly we're working on some right now that i can't you know specifically reference but you'll piece it together in a couple months <laughs> um but yeah it's fun i mean we loved working on both those i mean the community episode was great and i, I gotta give props to griff kimmins who directed that like he is was the sweet spot of the generation to have grown up you know I, because I'm immature, and a lot of the people at this desk also grew up, in air quotes, playing those games. But he grew up, like, you know, when he was eight years old, playing those games, as opposed to 20 years old. Right? <laughs> right, exactly. So he directed that, and he added so much of the flavor of that, like, kind of, like, early 90s, like, late 80s, early 90s, kind of, like, RPG-esque role-playing game thing like there's so many easter eggs of that style of game and yeah because by the time that yeah. stuff came out we were already starting to get in college so we would play yeah but we wouldn't play to the extent that an eight-year-old believe play. me i couldn't fucking talk to any of the guys in here because i was so immature in the 90s i watched every cartoon I knew <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> i can't fucking hang with anybody who's yeah. you know 10 years younger than me on that shit yep remember exo squad Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Exo Squad was the shit's night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, toys. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I still have Exo Squad toys somewhere. Yes. 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 In a box somewhere. They they exist. Um now uh, we we we've asked this to Chris and George. So Jody and Ed, I I want to get into this with you guys. Edward, excuse me. I have this written as Ed. I got to change all these to Edward. <laughs> Um, what made you want to get into animation? Uh, how, how did you guys get your start? Uh, Edward and I have a, like, a lot of similar tastes in it. Like, go figure, we like to watch giant robot anime. You know, like, uh, like Robotech and, and Gundam, certainly. And, you know, just, we liked all that shit. And I was also, like, you know, just, I've always, I grew up as a fan of animation. You know, that's just where I, I came from. So... It just always seemed like a natural transition for me. Edward, right, you're sober, say something. You <laughs> yeah, he's getting a real job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was terrible at math, so... Um, yeah, no, same thing. Uh, Robotech was a huge influence of me when I was a teenager. Same. Uh, was it not uh, Macross? It was uh, Macross, uh, and then, like, you know, after my first convention, I learned it was Macross. Yes. And uh, most paid uh, in Southern Cross. And, uh, <laughs> People get picky and, about that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, Yamato and Gacha oh, yes. Man and all that stuff. Those were my huge influences growing up, and that's what I brought to Megas for yeah, sure. Really, you can see what got us into animation when you watch Megas. You'll see it in like yeah, we, we threw most of it in there. So yeah, uh, not, uh, I should all you know Transformers. Uh, uh, yeah, oh hell yeah, Mighty Orbots, yep. uh, the Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, all the really great uh, Thundercats. I mean, all those great... The Open, oh, you're, you're my biggest the open yeah. still stands as the That's best right. Open yeah. That's right. of a TV show. That's right. Now, you guys all started at uh, MTV, at, if I'm not MTV. mistaken, right? Yeah, more or less. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, back back then, yeah, we all kind of... Co I mean, Edward and I both worked on Beavis and Butthead. Right. And I, I got my start in... I, I love telling it. I got my start in MTV animation when, when Chris borrowed my sketchbook and just started showing it around. Yeah. Two well, you were there. like, I need a gig. I'm like, fucking, they need artists. And it yeah. was the head comic 
I remember I brought you on to that. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Do you, if you remember, I showed the head. I worked on Did you work on the head? No. No, but Jody and I both worked on the head, if you remember the head. So the same creator as uh, Celebrity Deathmatch. You can probably find it on the internet or so something. Got a giant head that an alien busted out of. Mm hmm. Yeah. Another influence. And we got to work with some really, we yeah. worked, we got and to George, work with George, when, when Downtown got green, I called him, he was living in California, I was like, we need a writer for the show that I got greenlit and you were like, I was like, there's two positions, a story editor or a writer. And you were like, which job lasts longer? And I'm like, story editor. I didn't even know what it meant. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much we knew when we were making TV shows. Yeah, we, we That's how much we still know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll learn on the job. Yeah. Well, that, was, that was the first Emmy nomination, right? Yeah. yeah, we got nominated for an Emmy for and that then, episode where the main character shaved her pubic hair off. <laughs> that was the plot. I'm just yeah. imagining that graphic That's come up. Emmy nominated downtown. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can obviously see why we got the Emmy nominated for that one. <laughs> I think it's because nobody actually watches that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that for facts for the ones I voted on. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just took, I remember also what took away from that is that we worked with some uh, some of the old school animators of that time, which was like the old Fleischer animators yeah. and stuff like that. So uh, their stories were even more off the wall than. Oh, oh yeah. Those yeah, guys were insane. New York animation. Easy De La Rosa. Oh, yeah, what a crazy guy <laughs> that was. Huh? I went and shot guns with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I shot yeah. guns with Easy too. <laughs> In the studio. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point. That's something I, I forgot about is how that you know you have like they talk about the the West Coast animation like the Nine Old Men or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, like yeah. we had we had like Ralph Bakshi and we had all these. Crazy New York animation yeah. dudes. We didn't have the nine old men with Plimpton. Creepy yeah. is in New York. Yeah, yeah Plimpton. Yeah. yeah, we had. Yeah, we had. A, it was a kind of a different upbringing. It was just yeah. still awesome. Yeah. Right, yeah. and like all the great stories we heard from the old animators yeah. about how they would just smoke all day in yeah. the in the studios, drinking at lunch. It's coming back. Like we do. How's that different? Yeah. <laughs> we don't yeah, smoke right. all day. Yeah, yeah we just so don't say. smoke all day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some of those guys do. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's not, for their glaucoma. It's all right. Yeah, exactly. It ain't cigarettes they're smoking. Out yeah. All right. Anyway, sorry to derail your interview. What's the next? <laughs> I don't, I, I, I kind of oh, just don't even want to keep going. I'm just like keep talking about MTV. That's fine. Um, that that's pretty amazing though, that you got to meet some of the Flasher guys. Uh, oh, and yeah, you got to shoot guns that. with with. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't even know how I follow that. <laughs> well, yeah, they even brought in their big giant, like they had big giant model sheets. They posted up their old yeah. Popeye model sheets yeah, on the yeah. walls and stuff like that. And Rudy was like the Yoda of animation. Yeah, like, yeah. Rudy, everybody, he that could, guy, yeah, he was an animation checker, which I'm not sure how familiar with the animation yeah. process, but like you know, before you ship stuff to Korea, the checker like looks at the storyboards and the designs and the exposure sheets, make sure it's all kosher before it goes to Korea so you get less mistakes. But he used to be an animation cameraman. So when I very first started directing, I would look at these exposure sheets and I'd have like a scene where it's like, okay, it's a car 
and it's like at a four field and it's supposed to be going at 25 miles per hour. I have no fucking idea how to time the fucking exposure sheets for that. So I'll go into Rudy's office and I'll be like, hey, Rudy, I've got a scene with the car and it's, you're looking out the window and it's in the four field and I was wondering. He'd be like, 25 numbers a second. <laughs> I remember that. Only drop of a hat. That's you right. Do. <laughs> fucking every camera speed, anything he fucking had it. At, I still don't even know what that means, but I would just write down what he said on yeah. the exposure sheets. When I when I moved out to California and I had an animation question, I would still call him. Yeah, you still Coast. call Rudy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call he, Rudy. I remember he'd cock yeah. his eyebrow, kind of look yeah. up for, for like a, a a breath, and then he'd give yeah. me the answer. Yeah. And he had an ingenious thing, you know, back in the uh, in the olden days when he shot stuff on an Oxberry, you had to calculate the. Uh, like ease in and ease out of a camera move, right? So if you're not familiar with what that means, it's basically like if you if you use like a very computerized process or a mechanical process and you start a camera move without an ease, it's very jarring. It just goes and then it stops very mechanically. But if you have an ease, it replicates like a cameraman's hand where it kind of starts slow and gets up to a speed and then ends slow. Rudy had the tick marks of an ease on a fucking rubber band. So he could stretch it to the to the length of what he needed to move to be, and the ease would always be perfect. I'm not sure if that translates to modern day, but it was pretty funny. You kids and your computers don't know what we need no, to go for. Actually, yeah. no, I actually get that. I I understand that fully because I I just did that in um in, in After Effects. I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't work on film when I did animation, but I I understand that completely. Where you don't want it to just stop. Um, but th my, my next question though is like when, when you guys did, when you guys were shooting on film, how hard it, was it to transition into digital? Was Megas the first uh, digital show or was that still on film? We no, tried. Megas we... was on digital. Downtown was on digital. I pushed really hard to get MTV. We had a real champion, this guy, Eric Calderon, who was a real computer savvy dude. And I was like, he was pushing digital, 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 and we got him to push through. And that was the first digital series that was done at MTV. By the time we did Megas, it was pretty standard. Like, that was the way. I mean, well, so we still had to transfer stuff on paper, I remember, because they wouldn't let us do Megas. As, oh, as well, a I mean, it depends on, it's semantics, because yeah, yeah, yeah. you still, at Megas, you still drew all the animation on paper, but it was scanned and digitally inked and painted and digital. The next show was fully digital after, after Megas. <laughs> yeah, Motor City was all drawn, everything. There's no paper involved in that show at all. Yeah. Parts, of the, parts of the intro of the first episode was done. We did animate yeah. at Titmouse. Yeah, that's right. I animated some scenes that's in that. Right. Yep. Remember when yeah. we tried to force Mike Flash, Mike Rouse to work in Flash and he was yes. resistant? Yeah. And now he's the master of Flash. <laughs> master Flash. We were yeah. like, you have to learn Flash. And he was animating, I remember it was a creative retake and it was Coop and Jamie in the cockpit. And I was like, you gotta animate this shit in Flash. And he was like, man, can I just animate on people? I was like, man, this is a future. You gotta learn this shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is be doing That's right. Day. Now we can't. You can't. Yeah, yeah. You can't you imagine can't, animating. Now you can't drag him away from it. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of Flash, you guys, um, you guys, what, what, Chris? Actually, when you were on the show, you told us that you were using Flash CS3, um, which I guess you're still using. <laughs> yeah, yeah. using like a combination of different things. You know, we've written a bunch of like proprietary plugins and stuff. And right now, we're using. A process called Prometheus, right. which is right. like a like a meld of different off-the-shelf stuff that we've kind of combined with our own proprietary plugins. 
and it's like I don't even know how to describe it. It's not quite flash, but it use a lot. It utilizes flash as part of its pipeline, and uh, a lot of the other indie studios are getting on board with this, and that's I think going to be the future because there's no real winning animation software. It all is kind of up in the air. So this Prometheus is the thing that we're pushing for, which is almost like kind of like a jerry rig of many different softwares like pooled together with some a couple of different proprietary plugins if that makes any kind of sense yeah makes sense to me at least i don't understand i don't even i can't i yeah no i just hit the box draw a picture i hit the box of lights and and make some amusing pictures Uh All right, so bringing this, I think bringing this back to Megas. uh, (laughs) You sure? (laughs) I'm not sure, but we're going to (laughs) try. It's the correct way to go now. (laughs) Um, And I guess this is specifically for Edward. You were the lead designer on the show. Uh, I I guess you drew the the, the main design for Megas. What what influenced his, his look? For sure. I mean, I mean, Jody was, I mean, Jody had a definite vision for him. And so I was, I'm humbly saying that I'm just sort of put Jody's vision onto paper and George's vision onto paper. Like and they, Chris too. And, and, Chris's, yeah. and Chris's vision as well. Like they all had, they all had very specific ideas of what they wanted. I would put in a few flavors here and there, but for the most part, really, it was like, they just depended on my sort of like untapped knowledge of robots and bevels Here, I'll and tell you what we did to put it we together. All, Jody and I drew shitty drawings. Dozens of just That's shitty, really, shitty. That's technical way that you yeah, yeah, propose it, right? Isn't and I just added bevels to everything I mean, like, did. Edwards, what if he poises a car on his head? Yep. And Edward drew it good. And then we're like, what if he had fucking a mud flap or a bulk of his feet? That's and exactly how he said it too. So yeah, right. <laughs> he said mudflats. I drew mudflats. I said car on head. I said car on head. Just literally, we did dozens of shitty thumbnails. Gave them to Edward, who would then sigh and make it into something. <laughs> it's absolutely true. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the fucking God's honest truth. <laughs> uh, well, I was trying to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> So, but it was fun drawing him. I, the only thing I could, I, well, I was, I had fun too. Yeah, no, just yeah. you know, your drawings was ten times better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think my contribution was like putting the motor on the back of Megas. Yeah, no, that was definitely engine yeah, on the back. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was my contribution. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Megas is a bit of a hodgepodge of everyone's idea of a, what a giant robot should be. Yeah. I know, I know for sure. I think he's better for it too. because yeah. he's supposed to be a hodgepodge. He is. Like that's yeah. the core concept. Right. And everybody had a little influence on, like, right. hey, what if we do this? What if we do that? You know, right, right. It worked out. Right. And, I mean, I know I know for sure Jody's love of big, giant, like, fists and, like, forearms <laughs> yeah. was put into <laughs> I like punching things. What? <laughs> Not that kind of fist. Well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it is that kind of yes. fist. <laughs> you know, how drunk am I? <laughs> Oh, we broke George. <laughs> Fisted by Megas. I think you broke all of us. Yes. Hey, we got it. The S Force. He did. He did violate the shield. Yeah. Well, he did. 
I'd like to remind our viewers, this is an explicit <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh, thank God. Oh. <laughs> you knew the risk when you signed up. <laughs> like, he didn't even just start with a finger. He just went straight in. He's like, this is happening. <laughs> and I would call it the violated, right, I would call it the violated Zorp. Yep. Yeah. When, I would, when I would describe it, like, oh, this is the violated Zorp. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and oddly enough, that was that was us showing our love for Voltron and, yeah. and G Force, right? right. Well, at the same yeah. time, and even yeah. Ender was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> <laughs> the main bad guy in the episode was like, "I didn't even think of that." <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, Ender. Did we answer his question? Yeah. What was your question? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you did answer my question. My answer was, what influenced the design of Megas, or the look of Megas? Oh, oh Jack Daniels. <laughs> Were there any particular robots in existence that you pulled ideas from for Megas's design? You know, that would have been smart. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we didn't do that at all. He was pretty much, yeah, just okay, a lot of whole cloth. We, just we were like, drawing pictures to submit to Linda Szymanski, who was the, like, one of the heads of Cartoon Network at the time, her and Mike Lazo. And uh, Jody and I were just drawing pictures and scanning to the computer, and uh, yeah, we just actually the, the the core design, like the most base example, pretty much existed from one of those. I can't remember yeah. which one it was, but I remember like talking to you guys about like putting a car on the head, and that was one of the key breakthroughs that we yeah, had. Yeah, absolutely. And to Linda, we're like, hey, what if this robot? had a car as its head rather than just a regular robot head. And she really locked onto that. And she was like, that is a good idea. Proceed with that concept. So I think we submitted like four or so designs with a car and one with like a pickup truck. And, yeah, that's right. and I remember you, I remember you were like, your friend was, you were like, what is the most badass muscle car of all time? And that's so when he was like 1970 Cuda. Yeah. So that's why we made the, 70 CUDA, the basis, although it wasn't quite because you couldn't Good quite use, yeah. replicate a specific car, but like it was based on a 70 That's Cuda. That's why it had the hemi top, but yeah, we yeah. altered the front so it wasn't quite. We called it a Kuma. That was the yeah, yeah. actual model in, in Coupe in the, in the Megas universe that yeah, yeah. the Coupe had. So. <laughs> and I grew up as a car guy. Like my dad was big into cars. Your dad was owned a garage. Like yeah, Your dad you worked know, in a pork roll factory. My dad worked in a pork roll factory, but he also was a custom car guy. I like pork roll. Cars. Yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> Jersey guys. You know? <laughs> um, Are you broken, uh, Jose? No, no, no. no. I, I'm sketched. Do you, do you want to go? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll continue on. Actually, my friend was wondering, because I said, hey, we're going to interview the Megas guys. You, you got any questions? Because he loves Megas big time. Uh, he was wondering if there was any significance to the eyeball on the design of Megas on the that paint job. The I remember that was on the first thumbnail. Chris yeah. just jotted it down, and, and you know. I think that's just a that's a like a trope of like yeah like kind of custom car culture. It's like flame job, eyeball, eight ball. You know well, that, that kind of stuff. That's all like Big Daddy Ross. Yeah, yeah I was right, a huge yeah. fan of that. I mean, my first the first thing they let me direct was the the sequence in the Beavis and Butthead movie that's kind of all this like crazy hallucination the shit. The one they said Rob Zombie directed? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, <laughs> Rob Zombie was supposed to do the designs, but then he went on tour. So they're like, well, here's Rob Zombie's kind of like aesthetic. 
And I was like, well, let's just go to Big Daddy Roth because that's what Rob Zombie's looking at. And we basically designed it in-house based on, you know, the Big Daddy Roth aesthetic, which I still think is one of my favorite. Which is why you named one of the robots in your in Motor City Roth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, cool. I think, I think, Paul, you want to take the next one? No, no. That was my question. So. No, no, no. Paul, for, or I guess Sketch. Sorry. I think your I alcohol, alcohol is coming through the Skype call. It's screwing me up. I'm becoming very bad at this. It's okay. It's okay. I'm, yeah. I'm going to slightly reorder this, actually, because we're talking so much about design stuff. Uh, it's uh, Everybody knows that there's a whole lot of references to other media that you've snuck into Megas XLR. Uh, are there... Uh, particular ones that you're very proud of putting in there, and perhaps some ones you think people didn't pick up on. No, they pretty much got all, but they, they, they picked it hard. Pretty <laughs> obvious. I don't think we were like subtle. I think anything. it's super, super nerdy. Yeah, you want to say it was the episode? It was the um, it was the Mecha Godzilla parody episode. Yeah. And so uh, there's a sequence. I but directly, and I just cleared it with you, George. It was a scene from Macross. You remember love? It was some mannequins in a window when the car drives by really fast and blows up the windows and stuff like that. Yeah. And so there's those mannequins right from the Do You Remember Love uh, Macross right in the storefront windows and stuff. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <That's>, Edward wins. <laughs> but, but, That's you know, a good one. The, the the main ones that everybody knows that I'm really proud of is like the Yamato coming out of Megas's chest. Oh sure, yeah. right, right. I love that. that one. Was that in the actual series? Or yeah, that was the first episode, too. It was, I, okay, it was, it was right? both? Yeah. Yeah. We, we made a little more complicated. Yeah. We redid it and made it more complicated for the actual yeah, the yeah. pilot, with the first episode that, uh, from the pilot. Yeah, yeah. And then um, when we were Wait, like... motion gun. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, I like uh, Modoc. Yeah. I like Bruce yeah. Campbell. Show yeah. it together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Modoc and Bruce Campbell yeah, was yeah. a good combination. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was... And then we made... Optimus Prime do Megatron's voice. Yeah. <laughs> Megatron do Optimus Prime's voice, and yeah. then we messed up their designs as well. No, we made them like Shogun Warriors. Shogun right? Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like that was like triple every level, just really mash it, yeah. just jam it in there. We're not getting any more seasons. Just jam it all. <laughs> even goes down to the casting of casting. Yeah, like that episode. Yeah, like the leads. Yep. You know that are were at the time mostly like anime ADR people who have since they've been blown up actually I got Steve a little blue remember really we got a little broken yeah. to be like a US yeah. voiceover guy versus we, a anime good ADR story there guy. not that he doesn't do both yeah. he does both greatly we, you know? we actually got some pushback about Steve Bloom initially when we were doing some casting, we were like, no, no, we no, no, no we can do this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They they were like, no, your character's a snarky kind of younger slacker, whereas you know Steve Bloom always does, you know, these these deep boy too cool for school guy. Like, no, no, we he, he's got this. Trust just 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 trust yeah. and this is what we're trying to do. We know he can hit it. And also we're fucking nerds and we want to work with Steve Bloom. Yeah, he's and then he did it and he nails it. Yep. And afterwards he did awesome guy. Oh my god resolute yep. for us. He's um Voices for Turbo for us. He's done voices for some of the Adult Swim stuff for us. He's been incredible. I wanted to mention, by the way, for the Transformers parody episode that we did, we should yeah. give a shout out to Serapio. Serapio yeah. Comic. Oh, yeah. He did that. He drew that entire episode. He did like ninety yeah. percent of those robots. All of those. Nice. 
Transformers, all of those yeah. like Shogun ro robots as well. He was yeah. a, he was also we a big should, part of. That. I'll have to say. All right, here's the fucking thing. Here's a nugget of gossip for you guys. Is uh, when we first started, it was me and Joey and George in a little room. Like they put us all in a little room right off reception, and uh, we were trying to hire the artists. And they were like, "Hey, Powerpuff Girls, season five, just said you could take all of those artists." And I was like, "Hey, man, they're gonna have to do a test. I don't know if they're gonna be right." And Cartoon Network, the powers that be, were really taken aback, and they're like, "How? Who the fuck are you?" <laughs> like saying not to hire artists. I was like, "Listen, man." I'm gonna bring a new style of artist to this studio, and we hired almost everybody new, and told their existing artists to fuck off. And every fucking person we brought in ended up working on every other show and being like the superstars of every other show, like Serapio, Antonio, Kelsey, all these motherfuckers that they were unsure of. They were like. Oh, is it yes, Kelsey in like Pixar? Guys, now? Kelsey's in Pixar. <clears throat> yeah, like, and everybody's doing great. Yeah, like at the time, everyone was pissed the fuck off at us, and then in the long run, they were like, "Okay, I guess you did bring a bunch of really fucking good artists into the studio, and you're all fired." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, Linda Semensky admitted to me that she was like, "Yeah, I knew you guys would mix it up. I brought you in. There's too many CalArts motherfuckers." <laughs> 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 but you that, gotta admit, yeah. hey, Dexter's Lab, great show. Powerpuff Girls, great, great show. All those shows, great shows. But it, we're starting to develop kind of an aesthetic at the studio, which Linda did them was actively, not to our knowledge, trying to go the other way. Which we, is why she left yeah. for PBS after. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> which I just sent her. You know, we made these devil PBS shirts. You know. And I sent her one, and she was so fucking happy to get one. <laughs> like, it's like the PBS logo with devil horns. Oh, my God, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Which you can get at titmousestuff.com. <laughs> that is a plug. Yeah. Titmousestuff.com. Was that titmousestuff.com? That was titmousestuff.com. Was that titmousestuff.com? Was that dadword.deviantart.com? No, no, no. It was titmouse. For all your... Oh, wow. Trying to figure out if you guys are just plugging for free or trying to sponsor our show. I'm not sure. Hints, hints, sponsor the show. (laughs) Sponsor our show with your non-money. Anyways, um, uh, Sketch, do you have anything else or Paul, do you want to go next? That's cool. Um, yeah, so you mentioned some of those great references. I think I noticed Jet in the uh, Harlock parody episode. Anybody want to claim for that one? Maybe Jet, like uh, Jet Black, Black? Or, or, or like yeah, Bill Jet Black. Yeah, Jet Jet Black, <laughs> the character of Cowboy. Uh, <laughs> yes, probably. One of, one of the Harlock, actually. Harlock. Yep. <laughs> Oh, yeah, probably. If Serapio was here, he might have said you know yes what? because he did all the characters. Yeah. You know what? Uh, yes, uh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. All right. <laughs> oh, wait, Jet from... Uh... Jet Black from Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, so yes. Mm. 100%. <laughs> I'm just catching up now. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Jet. <laughs> now, um... Paul, do you want to go kind next? Of the more general, everybody has to ask this question. Uh, 
which episodes are your favorites, which stand out. You know. Favorite character? Was it favorite episode? I believe. Favorite episode. episode. Hmm. I like the wrestling one. The second. It was like I think it was the. The turn. Second season. It was when. The T bot. Is when he T bot and everything. I really like. You know, yeah. Mr. T wanted four hundred thousand dollars to do a voice, which is why we didn't hire Mr. T to do the voice. Wow, that's the budget awesome. of a show. That's the episode. That's the budget of an entire. Episode. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, that was my personal favorite. I enjoyed that episode a lot. I thought it looked good. Just so you know, what SAG after minimum is about eight hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Like what's that? Six hundred times. Titty the fool who pays Mr. T that much money. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he had just been battling. He was battling cancer. Yeah. That's when he was like fucking chainsawing down trees in the backyard. So there you go. We did get to meet Mr. T. Yeah. When he worked on when he worked on Johnny Bravo. He worked on Johnny. (laughs) Because they had budget to pay him. Um, True story. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways. Hmm? Uh, what was like, the one? What was the fucking hot uh, chick that battles Kiva? That one that oh, you know, right. storyboarded that whole fucking uh, cool action. She was like a bounty hunter. The DMV episode. Oh, the DMV episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The DMV episode. You know what's the favorite part of that episode? Is when they get to the junkyard and there's the two hot chicks battling, and Goat gets us out his video camera and sits in a lawn chair. I couldn't believe that they let us let that get through. Yeah. And it got all the way through to the TV set. <laughs> I remember you, you said that on the on the last episode. I, I went back and watched that. I'm like, I can't believe I didn't notice this before. <laughs> that it got all the way through. It's surprising. <laughs> Made it for the kids. For the kids. Yeah. <laughs> for the kids. If you want to know which episode that is, by the way, it's the DMV episode. It's called DMV Department of Megas Violations. Go buy it. Hey, hey, hey that was what that was called. Pretty good, okay. <laughs> quality plug, quality plug. That's so you two can watch Megas decimate a DMV. Yeah, and you know we... And two hot chicks really... fight. Yeah. That scene we augmented heavily in edit. I remember yeah. oh, we were like we telling the editor, we're like, please, no, just loop that shit where he's destroying yep. the, just keep the DMV. And he's like, it's too much. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> make it twice as long. <laughs> and he just kept doing it. He's like, this is, the, this is beyond the realm of what you can do. I was like, and make it even longer. <laughs> that's, that's basically the whole process of creating yeah. Megas. They're like, yeah. no, don't, you cannot. We're like, no, what's that? Twice no. as much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That was my favorite thing. That's what got me la- that was what got me on the phone, the story meeting when we we're talking about designs. And you were trying to describe that episode where Megas fights the planet eater. Uh-huh. And you were like <laughs> You were describing what it was like for Megas to fight the Planet Eater, and it was like Chris fighting Bro- uh, Burbank. It was Chris trying yeah. to beat up Burbank. Trying to, trying to attack Burbank. <laughs> Which then Chris happily demonstrated. Yeah, he started, jumped out of his chair and started attacking up the top of Burbank, and I was like, Burbank, I lost it. Yeah. I totally forgot that. that I, that's burned into my memory. <laughs> yeah. I was laughing so hard, oh my god. That <laughs> <laughs> was good. Yeah. So, what's your, what was your favorite episode? Um, 
I really liked the bad guy. Yeah. And I yes. liked it for one particular moment, and this was like my whole motivation for creating the entire series, is Coop realizes he has one single moment of clarity <laughs> in two seasons where he realizes he's actually far worse than any of the villains in this in the series. Yeah. And I forget what the line was, but he was like, wait, I'm the bad guy or something like that. Pretty much. And I'm like, it's like falling down. It is like falling yeah. down, yeah. yeah. It's like a moment of truth. And then he quickly forgets yeah. and ignores it, right? Yeah. So that's the As he did all things that weren't big. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. What was your favorite? Oh, my favorite. I, I don't have, like, any of the episode where we got to have the the, the, the red button was probably my favorite. <laughs> like, so every episode. Every episode. Like, favorite. My favorite episode yeah. was whichever one when Coop said, maybe you'll like this better than, and he goes to push the button, and the button says this better than. That was my favorite episode. <laughs> I, I feel like your favorite episode was the Gurkhek episode. I feel yeah. like that was your favorite one. You love designing Gurkhek. I love designing Gurkhek. was a lot of fun. days. Yeah, he was, he was a good one. All the monsters in there were a lot of fun. Probably the buttons Coop pushed in there were a lot of fun to come up with. Speaking of like go, going too far, and I remember us getting the note from the network about, please stop blowing up Pop TV. Linda left. Yeah. I remember showing her the logo. I was like, man, I think this is probably. Yeah, we said too like, close to MTV, and she's like, no, it's perfect. Like, she was so down. She was subversive. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. She was so down. But I even remember Jody tried to have an intervention with me. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, hey, listen, man, all the suits are, like, they're coming down hard. I was yeah. like, okay, then. So instead of one reference per episode, we're going to do 20. <laughs> yeah. And canceled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For once, Jody was the voice of reason. <laughs> When I'm yeah, the voice of reason, no. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, so, looking at Titmass's catalog of shows, or, or I'm sorry, did I interrupt somebody? I didn't mean to. Nope. I think we were done. Okay. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, looking at Titmass's catalog of, of awesome shows, uh, Megas does appear to be your first real show like obviously you guys did space ghost and you did um some stuff on the oblongs but like megas was i think like your first for lack of a better term real show how do you think that's influenced your work afterwards you know uh continuing on at tip mouse well the specifics were like you know megas was really produced at cartoon network but I browbeat the producers into letting us produce the open and all the creative retakes. So although we're credited with doing animation on Megas, it's really only like 5% of the actual animation on the show. In most episodes, probably 2% of the animation. I will say, I mean, Chris's first show that he was at MTV Animation was called MTV Downtown. It really did start the Titmouse tradition of getting shows canceled prematurely. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> let's not forget Goat. Yeah, yeah. And Goat. And goat. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, Goat. Goat is the um, he's the opposite of good luck. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you put you him in the show, forward to seeing Goat in uh, Turbo. It is our it is our mission tomorrow. It is our mission statement to make our good friend Goat yeah, famous yeah. against his wishes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> He has no design to have anything to do with this shit, yet we continually, continuously force him to be involved. And we laugh, and he's like, guys. 
<laughs> which only makes us do it, which only which only spurs us on. Yeah. We're horrible people. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Goat, even after he ceased to be the voice of Goat, was voiced by James Hetfield in yeah. Little Apocalypse. That's right. And was voiced by uh, Brian Doyle Murray in Motor City. Yeah. yeah. And a little girl in Turbo, if I recall. And it appears to be a little girl. <laughs> so we couldn't afford another voice, so we used the sound effect of a little girl screaming. For <laughs> Trivia. Yeah. So go look for Go. Go look for Go. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, anything you want as a parody on Megas but didn't get the opportunity to do? Ooh, what did we want to parody but couldn't do? Is there anything we should try to remember? I don't think so. Uh, that was that was a great thing about you know Cartoon Network and Megas. Yeah. Um, that they let us hang ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> and I say that I say yeah. that with love because yeah, right. they let us do basically anything yeah. we want. Megas was the show we wanted to make yeah. for better and worse. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. A few times we were like, maybe we should, we, maybe we shouldn't do this, and they're like, you know, we're like, no, just put it in. If they don't want us to, they'll 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 tell us to take it. I'm like, no, go ahead. So I, I can't remember if we covered this ground in one of these previous ones but here's a probably a pretty intriguing bit of trivia is that we were never officially greenlit for a second <laughs> <laughs> we started making it and then later on one of the execs at Cartoon Network admitted to us he was like yeah you know you guys were never greenlit was that you were yeah, yeah, Jay. yeah Jay. and we were far enough along that they were like fuck it i guess they're making it so they were, it's greenlit. They were really just afraid to come in and tell us anything. Pushed yeah. our way into a second season. And, and, and that's, you know, that goes back to, and I'm sure we talked about this. Have you thought of trying that again? We should try that. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't think it'll ever work again. No. Yeah, yeah, they know us. That's how we got all of our shows greenlit. That's yeah. how we got Downtown. Oh, no. That's how you, we got Mike. George, George has quoted a good, like, quote to us internally, which is now public. We're quoting to you is, you have to make your own work because nobody's going to give it to you. Yeah. It's like you have to create shows and you have to continue to do this thing because we're in this, like, kind of as successful in air quotes as we get. I think we're a continuous outsider in this industry and you have to generate your own thing because let's face it the stuff we do is not for a broad audience <laughs> so you know we have to do it for the people who like the kind of thing that we do yeah i, I think we've all made the choice to make shows for ourselves yeah. yeah right so you know they're passion projects and we love the stories we tell but that means that we can't work on you know everyone loves raymond or something like that well that's the advice i would give blow our brains out <laughs> That's the advice I would give to anybody trying to make to make the cartoon you want to make. Yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, it's a lot easier now to do. Yeah, when we were coming up, you can if you got time, you know, you can put some shit on YouTube, yep. see how it does. Yeah. You know, there's yeah, a do it. there's an outlet that didn't exist. You know, back when we got, years ago, back when we bullied Cartoon Network into yeah. making our cartoon. <laughs> 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 oh wait, wait! They're not really greenlit. Don't tell them. <laughs> that explains the lack of phone calls on season three. Yep. All right, let me make their cartoon. I won't. Just look over here. Don't make eye contact. <laughs> so, like, I'm just trying to figure this out. So, like, on season two, they were just like, "Oh, we we got these tapes. I guess we'll just play them." 
Yeah, I mean more. I mean it wasn't quite. You know, it's, it gets into a. Here, here's what happens. Like to get into like an insider thing. Basically, you're waiting to see what happens. You know, you, your first season starts to air because animation takes a really long time. You've got a green light your second season way before the first season has entirely aired. So you're in maybe three or four episodes. So what ended up happening is they gave us a writing green light, right? Which is what happens with a lot of shows. They give you the green light to start writing. And then we just kind of started because we still had our crew. There was enough of an overlap, started storyboarding, started designing, started doing this and that. And I think we just kept going. And then by the time powers that be in Atlanta realized what was happening. We were, it spent enough money, we're far enough into the second season that they were like, well, let's just do it because we're this far into it. So yeah, we don't put it past those guys to get in some cars and drive out to Atlanta yeah. if we just cut them off. <laughs> so, you know, it's not like it first season airs and then, you know, it's like, it's still wild, but first season is in progress that you're working on the yeah. second season. If that makes any sense. No, Have we answered any of your questions? <laughs> no, what you're saying is you can get away with more if your boss isn't in the same building. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Or if you're, <laughs> I'll tell you what, if your middleman really wants to make your show... And the boss doesn't pay that much attention. Yeah, he doesn't pay that much attention. He's because he's busy. They, you know... <laughs> I won't say the names of our middlemans if they want to stay anonymous, but our two execs were great on yeah. the show. We still continue to work with them on opposite jobs. Neither one of them work for a Cartoon Network anymore, <laughs> but they were great execs, and they were great, great, be... great support systems for us. Mm -hmm. And I think they were really hoping and didn't want to, like, trigger, because if you ask a question, you might get a no. But if you don't ask the question, then you just do it. There's no answer to be had. <laughs> and then you just tell them, well, we have storyboarded seven episodes. So, so then basically, your money people say, well, I guess we're making it. So basically, what you're saying is, <laughs> Megas XLR was a con. Yeah, right? <laughs> a successful con. Yeah. Well, we no con. wonder they wrote it off. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, ah, oh, just let them do it. We'll write it off later. If we cancel it now, Serapio will be out of work. And well, we yeah. like him, but these who wants Serapio to be out of work? He's pretty much the nicest guy in yeah, exactly. yeah, that's right. Such a fucking. Nice. Does anybody have anything bad to say compliment. about? Oh no! Yeah. Yeah. He's Fuck the yeah. nicest guy I've ever met. I do. Right, we're we're we're, <laughs> we're winding. We're yeah, winding down he's, here. He's so, <laughs> he's so, like, there is he's no so irony here. Guy play guitar in his cubicle. Yeah, he plays Warhammer now. He plays even fucking plays Warhammer. Well, nobody go. can be bad if you play Warhammer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh, we're we're kind of winding down here. We do have fan questions, but our questions are kind of running low. All right. Uh, okay. So, uh, Paul, do you want to take number eighteen here on the page? Yes. Um, so. Steve Bloom, and I guess because you guys had that news about Megas, this really doesn't matter, but um, Steve had said that if you guys did the show again, you guys would, uh, he would be in for new episodes. I was wondering if any of the other voice actors and voice actresses that were on there before would uh, want to be, have said that they'd be a part of it too. I uh, talked to Wendy Lee, actually, a few, uh, yeah, 
she's totally um she loved the idea i mean david deloise has since gone on to other things but initially he he had expressed some interest let in me let you in on a little thing about yeah, yeah, yeah. they want to fucking work they'll do any job that you pay him to do <laughs> and it's the truth i mean they would love to work on anything it's pretty much the, it's the fact david deloise might charge a little more because you know he's, he's since gone on to what is it wizard 101 or whatever that, that yeah that yeah, show yeah. On he'll still do, yeah he'll do it animation's a good gig man yeah you know what? Voice you know what oh my God, that's a great. You know what an animation voice actor does? They don't rehearse. They don't go through makeup. They don't go through any costuming. They show up exactly at the time you need them in their sweatpants, and they read the script for the first time as you're recording it, and then they leave, and they get tons of dough and residuals for doing such a thing. It's a good fucking So game. the message out there is, is voice acting is a goddamn great Voice train. acting is the best gig if, you can get. If you can get on it, you should. And, the, you know, i, I got to qualify this. Not everybody can do it. Yeah, it's no, no. Real it's skill. Yes, if you, you know, qualify for it, yeah, you yeah. should do it. It's, like, it's a good, like, you get your, like, ringers, like your Kevin Michael Richardson's and your Jess Hunter. Your Eric Bowser's now. Eric Bowser's, and they do a great job, you know. Your Steve Blooms. Yeah. Uh, what we're saying is fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Have any of you guys taken a crack at it? Talk yeah. good. Well, those, dicks, <laughs> those fuckers work for three hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> and they're the ones that get recognized. Yeah. The fans line up for them. Or they go home to their golden mansions on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just Welker. It's fucking made of it's fool's gold. Jess Parnell. His yeah. house is fucking amazing. If I could tell anybody, if you <laughs> can get to visit Jess Parnell's magical Hollywood Hills mansion, it is the most amazing thing you can ever see. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have a D&D room? Dude, he has a room for everything. Just Harnell got to start on Animaniacs, and he's been doing oh motherfucker does the podcast just... ever since. Yeah, Just Harnell is a super amazing person, and probably has the best house I've ever seen in my fucking life. It's amazing. It's fucking crazy. It's like a fucking like like eighties heavy metal video meets a Spencer's gift meets <laughs> meets, meets like. A Sid Mead painting. Please, Chris. I, 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 I might mean to say it's all wrecked, Chris. Please, please stop. Mean <laughs> other words, it like curves up, like it's, it, it does. <laughs> it's in fucking safe. You can't believe it. So, so. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, that's the house you could buy if you're a successful. If you're a, boy, if you're a successful actor. voice actor, that's well, what he's saying. The, that's the house you can never buy if you're an animation. <laughs> <laughs> So can we can we send our video crew over there and do like an MTV crib style thing? Because that would be great. But you can animate sure, right. any kind of house you want. <laughs> we helped you move your shed. It's a beautiful yeah, tree. I have a shed. Yeah. Remember when we helped Edward move his shed? Yeah, that was yeah. pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's I cool. live in a van down by the river. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I have for my animation group. That I self poured cement for. <laughs> I can even hire someone. Hey, watch this animation. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so yeah, hold <laughs> Um. Well, 
I, I, we've come to the last of our questions. Uh, we still have fan questions, so don't hang up the call quite yet. Um, oh. oh, yeah, George was reaching for like... <laughs> George was like jumping no, for We're having a great time. Yeah. We'll sit here, whatever. We'll just keep getting drunk. <laughs> so, uh, what, why do you think Megas XLR continues to this day 10 years later? Still talking about this damn show. Why do you think it's remembered so fondly by so many because people? Because we do podcasts like this. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what I got to say is because it's what you, it's an echo of what George said earlier. We make shows for ourselves. And even though that often fails in the short term, <laughs> I think it's it in the long term because people can see that the right people can see it. It might not be for a broad audience, but it's for the kind of audience that, are, that likes of us, which is fucking nerdy our audience is out there and they get us is what we're saying yeah 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 Yeah. i mean i mean you to paraphrase the the origins of megas to begin with it was like what would happen if a a, a guy a big fat screaming idiot video games got his hands on a robot yeah you know that's the that's the that's the thing and like a lot of people relate to that yeah yep so i don't know about a lot yeah but some people a lot a lot Well, I think I think everything that you guys said, and also the fact that people pick up on the love that's in the yeah. show. Right? Yeah, and I think yeah. that the right people, you know, it's like certain people relate to it. Mm-hmm. You know, which are the people listening to this podcast. Yeah. Executives do yeah. not. Yeah. No, executives don't. Executives don't but again, that's why maybe, we say make the show you want to make. Because, do not. That's, yeah, that's why we say make the show you want to make because your audience is out there. Maybe you only get to make a season or two, but right. those people that get to see that show are going to really appreciate it. Yeah, and in our collective career of making television cartoons, we it may not be rich, but we have made <laughs> okay. uh, more success. You're laughing. More success. All right. <laughs> May not. We are not rich. <laughs> <laughs> we made the cartoons that we want to exactly. make. Exactly. We had fun. Yeah. Right. I mean, and at the end of the day, we can be proud of the cartoons we and made. Part of it also, Chris, you actually mentioned this a while ago. You know, like you you can make these shows, and these these other this, this upcoming generation will will watch these shows, and then come grow up to make their shows, which then hopefully you could work on. Yeah. I get weekly text from Penn Ward wanting to play D&D with us. Yeah. <laughs> I know this is, this is going to be a, 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 a long payoff, but it would be, I, th- I think it would be cool if I ever work on a production and somebody makes a production and, the, and they say that Motor City or Megas XLR influenced them. They got their green light to do a show that was because of that show, yeah. and that would be a great payoff in the future. First, I'd say you, you, you should be busy, but that's more likely yeah. to pay off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good example here, though. First season, Megas, we, we hired the guy that worked on, that did the design for Transformers, the movie, the guy that designed Unicron. Oh, that's, yeah, right. that's yeah. right. So there you go. That's true. Like, so do the stuff you want to do, because, you know, other people will come up, and, and you know, if you don't, Make it, you know, make make it bigger, or be able to retire after one show. Then, hey, it, uh, you know, at least you're you're keeping the dream alive. I'm very close. So to that guy retiring. awkwardly called me his called me his father. What? He yeah. called me the blue. Yeah, he was a guy who was English was not his first language. He was an interesting character. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, so the designer of Unicron yeah. called yeah. you his father. So, That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are my father. And I'm like, I, we got canceled. 
Keith, you want my father? You know, I think I am. What's happening? I think that's pretty much how that went down. We're really, really wild. Like he was, he was such a nice guy. He's We're a just... very nice guy and an exceptional artist. Yeah, amazing. English was not. The original design for Unicron, by the way, was six feet tall. He drew it on a wall. You know, like like it just had to keep. Yeah, but uh, wow. yeah. There you go. Uh, what were you people? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are we even doing here? Um, this conversation is just magical. This conversation is magical. I think that's the best way to describe it. So uh, the fans did have a couple of questions, and we do have a lot of these. Um, so we'll try to get through them pretty quick. Rick the Duplicitous. That's a very good question. <laughs> Why don't the Glorfed try to contact the present-day Glorfed for help in fighting Coop? Well, we had actually touched up, like I said, something we never got to, to establish. And I'm going to fucking major spoilers here, but Coop created the Glorfed. When our, you know, like what we had in our, in our kind of like the background, we never got to actually implement it. We were going to do it in like a, you know, movies, but um, yeah. My like, brain right, just exploded. And, and during... This course, the series, he hadn't created them yet. That's why he couldn't lose to them. Mm. So they're like, that's why you know you see the most outrageously in, in like improbable thing happen that like, lets Coop win over them. It's because he couldn't lose to them until he had made them, which we never got to do. So there you go. I don't so, remember any of them. That was certainly the truth. And now I want to know how he makes them. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Now I'm really upset. We're not getting a season three. All right. Oh. <laughs> At King Baby Duck is what a great name. Yeah, it's a, a great, great name. name. Uh, King Baby Duck. <laughs> is the Megas XLR video game with Valve still happening? You know, here's here's what went down with that Valve stuff. So I got an email out of the blue from Gabe Newell, who I'd never met, saying, uh, "Hey, I'm going to be in LA. Do you want to have lunch?" And I went and had lunch with him. And uh, sidebar, that motherfucker amazed me with his eating ability. <laughs> I ate a giant glass of milk after and like freaking ate that pie and drank it. He's my fucking hero. Let me make that clear. But um, he asked about Motor City and Megas and this and that. And um, basically it was interesting because I had never met him and didn't, you know, I knew of him, of course, but I didn't know how he got connected to us. And when I almost like the godfather or something he was like you may be wondering why we are having this lunch and i was like yeah i am and he was like uh, a number of fans have emailed me saying that we should get together for lunch and talk about stuff and if i had gotten that email from an agent or something i would have never had lunch with you but because enough fans thought that we should have lunch i thought it was a worthwhile pursuit so we talked about these possible video game licenses and at the end of the day what he advised me on was uh you should just create something new because it's going to be too difficult to get the rights from any of either disney or time warner or whatever so uh that's the result so i don't foresee a specific megas or motor city or any other specific property happening with Valve anytime soon. Although maybe, should we continue to talk about such maybe a new property will arise. All 
Alrighty. Mega is going to be in the Half-Life 4. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you heard it from that word. <laughs> so we'll see that never. Yeah. <laughs> Can't even Half-Life 3. Oh, no, here's what you do. Yeah. So you take Titanfall, and yeah. then you put a car on top of the robot. You know what? That's right. Titanfall is definitely Megas XLR, yeah. for sure. All right. Just uh, make a silly version of Titanfall. There you go. Yeah, I'm sure that can't be too hard to mod the PC version. Come on, hackers, do it. Yeah. Um, at Robot Wolves, which Megas villain was the most fun to write for? Uh, and how did you end up working with Bruce Campbell? Well, there's, yeah, there, I mean, there's there, your answer. There, there is the answer. The answer is in the question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was that was awesome to write for and the, the story behind it, which now that you're into your cups, Chris, I'd like you to tell the story of how you how you accosted oh, fuck, Bruce that's Campbell. Right. I forgot about this. Yeah. So just like everything right. else in Megas, it was so it was a bum rush. So um that was the giant floating head with the little feet. Yeah. It was magnanimous. It was magnanimous. Yeah. yeah magnanimous. So you know we're all fans of Modoc. Yeah. You know we're all fans of Bruce Campbell. So you ever hear about a movie called Bubba Hotep? Yep. I have three copies. So, uh, wait, you have three copies. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I have three copies of that movie. <laughs> so at the screening of Bubba Hotep in L.A., it was the first screening. It was at a place called The Egyptian. I went to the screening because I knew Bruce Campbell was going to do a Q&A afterwards. And I sat, I got there early to sit in the front row, and, and Bruce Campbell did the Q&A after. And after the screening, I ran up and accosted him, essentially. <laughs> Bruce Campbell, Bruce Campbell, we're doing a cartoon for Cartoon Network. Can you please do the voice of villain, please, Bruce Campbell? And he was like, hey, buddy, talk to my agent or whatever, and I eventually got the information for his agent. We talked to his agent, no, and then he's not the did story. the voice or something. That's not the story. How's the story going? I know I you were know. there, but I'm yeah. going to tell the real story. <laughs> <laughs> hear George's version so of for the like story. months and months, we were going through regular channels of like yeah. managers and agents, and yeah. we couldn't get to Bruce Campbell. Yeah, yeah. And then Chris went to this thing, yeah. but you forgot the truth of it. What like, is the truth? You're yeah. like, you're, I can't wait to hear the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Escorted out by his, like, yeah. 50 bodyguards. Oh, that, that like, part is true. You're like, Bruce Campbell, yeah. I've got a show yeah. to cut through that one. Please do the script. Do the script. And yeah. you were running at the guards. And like, <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty much this true. Is all true. Yeah. And then they pulled out their samurai swords and a machine. <laughs> and the, Bruce Campbell was like, Hold on, boys. Let the kid through. Oh, that See? is true. See? He did I'm say, Let you. the kid through. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And now, they're about to kick Chris's yeah, ass. They, That's when I was more of a kid, I gotta say. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. they, they, they did, but he did say let the kid through. Yeah. I remember that. He was on the yeah. ground, like, yeah. you know, like tasing. So, yeah, no, he did say let the kid through. He yeah. said kick his ass, but let him through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some more of that boot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hog it. <laughs> You have a drink to remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did say let the kid through. Yeah, that's I remember, a, that's a true story. That. That's, a, that's actually a real quote. Yep. There you go. Anyway. Danny said the uh, Did that answer the question? Yes. And we're, we, can we put that on the box of the unauthorized Megas DVD? Let the kid through, Bruce Campbell? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's going to be the autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, also, I'm Regis proud of that. was a lot of fun to write. Yeah, Regis that was a good time. There you go. Uh, cool. uh, going through the questions and more. Okay, uh, hypothetical question. 
if mm-hmm. Megas XLR were to come back, would you start where you left off, or would you restart it in the same world, maybe with crossovers? Um, and we that was from I, at Heiko Punch. We had a few ideas on that one. I mean, like, who knows? Like, one of the ideas we had was to actually just fast forward in real time and, like, have it 10 years in the future, and Coop is still living in his mom's basement. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but now he's a 30-year-old loser living in his mom's basement, and Keith has kind of given up, and, you know, so, but that would have been more of an adult swim problem, so who knows? Yeah. Like, who can know? Yeah. So the answer is, yes. of course. Yes. <laughs> show on Toonami. Okay. I mean, if, if it happened, right. Heiko? That's uh, Heiko? Halco. Halco, sorry. Halco. I know a guy named Heiko. <laughs> I would want to just, yeah, I probably, me, like, looking back on it, I'd probably just want to spruce up the designs. I mean, it's, my, my answer yeah. is boring. <laughs> <laughs> Using the knowledge we've, we've gained over yeah. the past decade, we would apply that to it and make a show that would blow their minds. If they'd let us! This time we're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> what would you, if you had a third season? Just go, we'll make it, make it good. Yeah. That's the answer, make it yeah. good. That's what we yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> we just keep doing the same. One day I would like right. to make it good. One day up. I hope to blowing make it good. Up. More blowing up. Yes. Like, where do you see More it going? blowing like, up. For you, George. Where, where would More you see it going? More blowing up. More blowing up. I think we've lost Chris. Chris yeah. speaks for George. No, we, we have him. Yeah, we know. We have pure. This is pure. More blowing up. Burbank. Oh, God. This is the best interview ever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, did everybody answer the question, or are we all, we're all good? George? Oh, you tell us. <laughs> Have we answered any questions? <laughs> I'm sorry we destroyed your podcast forever. <laughs> Our podcast is getting... So after this, because we mentioned goat. <laughs> well, well, as long as you guys sponsor it, we'll be okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, anyways, uh, in, in all seriousness, we do have a question from at Blatch Zero, or Gordon, whichever one he prefers to be called. Um, a question that probably won't be answered. Ha! We're going to answer it, I think. <laughs> Where did the whole chicks dig giant robots thing come from anyway? George? <laughs> That's that was George, yeah. Yeah, it's that's that is how truth. I see the world. Yeah. yeah. That is that is that is a truth. That's right. an ideal world for truth George. Yep. I'll tell you truth. what. Yeah. I'll tell you what. So um when we were doing the sound mixes with the Fat Man the Sound. Yes. Right. There was like a PA or a lower level guy who was like, I would like to pitch an idea for the theme song of Vegas. It was fucking great. Yep. And it was Chicks Dink, Giant Robots. Yes. Yep. And we're like, yeah, dude, that should be the song. And then the guys at the sound booth at the sound facility were like, and we are going to be the session musicians and we're going to own the rights of the sound that kind of screwed the PA out of that his mind. Yeah. That was not so cool. Yeah. That, is, that is the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But that uh it was that kid, the the PA that that like kind of Honed in on that and recognized because we had it in the script, as, like because Jamie yeah. was saying, "Chicks dig giant robots." Yeah, yeah, so that PA like recognized that as a key, like pillar of the show, and was like, "That should be 
the refrain of the main theme song. I remember one awesome little story. We were at Comic-Con. We were having the panel, the one panel we got to do at Comic-Con for Vegas. <laughs> never, never again. <laughs> and, and George mentioned just, just casually, jokingly, offhand, like, chicks don't actually dig giant robots. And the roar from the girls in the yeah, audience yeah. was was literally yeah. heartwarming. They yeah, all they objected. It. Yeah, it's they like, fuck you, it. we don't dig them. It's like, okay, very nice. Yeah. So it was nice to see we had an impact. And that chicks do dig giant robots. Yeah. But not us. Not us. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, I think this is our last fan question. Hey. We made it. <laughs> and, uh, Edward well, some of us did. <laughs> no, I'm like, hey, it's like, okay. All right. So, Will G, uh, the crew lives in New Jersey. Why did Coop never get a pork roll sandwich? Wait a minute. Shit, that's a good question. You know why? I can actually, like, Chris and I never realized that that was regional fare. (laughs) You know, my dad worked in the (laughs) town. That is not a lie. That is a. Tell us about the men meats. Yeah, every Friday he would get men's meats, which was like, (laughs) (laughs) that's what they called it. Back in the seventies or whatever, it's like you you got your paycheck and you got like two giant ass rolls of pork roll, and I ate it for probably two meals a day <laughs> as a kid. Yeah. yeah, but we didn't even like we've been out here for like years. I mean, Jody and I—that's one of our yeah like regular get-togethers—is to eat pork roll. Yeah, we go by like we found a place that sells it because we were here for years before we realized it was specifically. Jody's mom used to send it out yeah. to us until we realized you could actually buy it at the farmers market. Yeah, there's I mean there's one place that sells, so we were like, oh my god! But yeah, occasionally we you know we want a taste of the old country. Yeah. So we go, New Jersey. yeah, in New Jersey, and we get some pork roll. And, we and get I'll some tell you, there's rolls. a place on Olive Avenue or Philly's Art, Best. No, it's Olive. Yeah, Philly's Best that it will actually cook you up a pork roll sandwich. Although they get the pre-sliced stuff, and that's a little too thin. Yeah, you really, thin. you want the thick yeah. cut. You know, you want to get it. You, you want to do either thing. the Pac-Man cut or yeah. the fucking yeah, the forty clover cut. So that's why Coop never ate pork roll because we were literally yeah. too yeah. dumb to realize yeah. that he should have been eating pork roll. <laughs> He did everything else, though. He did everything. He ate everything else. Everything I mean, the else. motherfucker ate pork roll. He just didn't do it on the... He okay. didn't do it on camera. He didn't single it out. Yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joke. He ate a pizza ham. He yeah. ate a pizza ham. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So... Ate the shit out of his pizza ham. But didn't he eat this? Uh, That's the... So we also drank tri-color, tri-color slushies. He also drank those. Yes. We had an episode sure where we were thinking about the one food Coop didn't want to eat was a fish taco. Mm. But then by the end of the episode, he did want to eat a fish taco. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> All right, uh, that is it. Thank you guys so much. If you guys want to hear more MegasXLR stuff, please go listen to our previous episodes. Episodes 22 and 60 with a more sober George Christick. And episode 67 with a more sober Chris Pyronoski. And, of course, you can find MegasXLR on iTunes. Go download it. It's also on Xbox Live for those of you that have that console. So, uh, yeah, go watch... (laughs) Go watch the first two seasons of that show, man, because it's awesome if you've never seen it. And I will be appearing on uh, That's Santa good. Monica and Palm yeah. uh, doing signings. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, if you guys, if you guys have actual things to plug, please feel free. T-shirt thing. I'll plug tipmousestealth.com. Go get T-shirts of like Black Dynamite or Venture Brothers and shit there. 
We've always got something brewing, guys. Maybe when we actually have something actually getting made again, we'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Barty on Tumblr? Uh, well, there you go. Nice. There you go. Nice. You guys want to give out your Twitter accounts real quick? No. That's like unheard of. JD Harm. Uh, RH, what is it? Uh, bu- uh, Bubba Bowie, what is it? Yeah. Uh, Robert A. Bowie. Robert A. Bowie. <laughs> Robert A. Bowie at uh, twitter.com. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's a 10th anniversary. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for giving us your time. I'm sure everybody out there appreciates whatever the fuck this was. <laughs> hey, who knew we were let me ask you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was our turn, motherfuckers. Fuck you, Star Ocean. All right, all right, all right. What do you want to ask us? Did this uh, did this podcast turn out the way you thought it would turn out? It turned out better. Yeah. Oh, hey, all right. I'll take that at face value. I uh, remember sponsor the podcast. Remember what we said. Yeah. Alrighty. So thank you guys so much, and uh, please you. stay tuned for the rest of the show. <laughs> Thank Hey-o. you, and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't even hit stop recording. You guys are still coming. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna keep going. <laughs> this alien chick thinks she can get my ride towed, make me go to the DMV. And take a road test? I don't need no stinking road test. Uh, dude, none of that stuff's her fault. Yeah? Well, she's trying to kidnap Kiva. That ain't cool, neither. And we're back. I'm sure that interview was amazing. Mind-blowing. Blew my mind. Yeah, amazing. You weren't there, but it was awesome. Well, I mean, if I were there, it would have blown my mind. You my get mind it. is effectively blown. I have come back from the future, ladies and gentlemen, and I must say that it is glorious. He's come back from the future, and now he's put himself in the past. Yeah, exactly. This is exactly what's happened. It's back to the future. Back to the past. Samurai Jack. got to get back. back <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Yoo. so uh, we uh, we're, we're very thankful to our guests for coming on the show, uh, and let's get on out of here. Uh, before we go, I know I've been saying something about a Kickstarter for MomoCon for like the past, I think, two weeks now or whatever. I I will put the video up. I promise. I'm I'm done messing around with this stupid camera. I'm just going to use my webcam now on my computer. 
<laughs> I'm done trying to make it all fancy. I'm just going to get a webcam and stick it in my face. That's what's going to happen. That sounds disgusting. Cloverfield. Uh, tsunami. Uh, let's see. Cloverfield. Momocon edition. <laughs> well, it's not going to be moving around, Jim. You don't need drama me to watch the Kickstarter. Um, but in all seriousness, please donate to the Kickstarter. We do want to bring uh, better equipment to the convention. We think it's going to be a lot of fun, and we think that the footage we're going to get out of it is going to be bigger and better than last year, and the only way we can do it is with your help. Um, and that's uh, about it for that, so please be, uh, please be on the lookout on the Tsunami News and the Tsunami Podcast account for that. But if you don't want to wait for that Kickstarter to go up, because chances are I might not have done it by the time you're hearing this. Who knows? Keep watching and listening our spaces. Uh, you can donate to this show without, you know, waiting for that Kickstarter. Uh, you can buy a t-shirt. They are $10 and plus Nerdcore Absolution Volume 1 comes with it for free. Ton of, tons of amazing artists on that album. So... Be sure to buy that. Please ask about bigger and smaller sizes. You can also donate to us at tsunamifaithful.com slash donate. And, you know, go click our ads on our website. That would be cool. Thanks. You can also buy Redbubble shirts. Uh, I don't know how much those are. I think those are 10 or $12. And they come in multiple colors. So uh, check them out. And please rate and review the podcast at... Oh, shit. Let me try that one more time. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted by... Boobies? By the, no, by the <laughs> website, it made a noise. So you're going to hear that in the feed now. <coughs> Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Podomatic, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Toonami Podcast, and follow our Tumblr account at ToonamiFaithfulOfficial.tumblr.com. Visit podcast.toonamifaithful.com for all the old episodes of the podcast. And without further ado, Zach Birchie, where can they find you? That's not that's not my name. God damn it. Zach Logan, sorry. What, what podcast go. can they hear you on? Is it the One Piece podcast or OnePiecePodcast.com? Do you Drink. even let me talk? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, here, yeah, here, I, right. I know how you can remember his name. Just just think of X-Men. Mm. Just think of Wolverine whenever he, he's there. Except his name is Zach and he podcasts instead of being immortal. It's it's similar. Well, think of the last name, Logan. No, no. I, I and they just, both like Japanese stuff, so that's a similarity. That's true. Yeah. He's just like Wolverine. I'm Speaking sure if Wolverine of... had free time, he would do a podcast at OnePiecePodcast.com. <laughs> I don't have hair. any alcohol here. I can't even play this game. Um, <laughs> I do. Yeah, I know you do, Darrell. I'm trying to get <laughs> Darrell drunk. got to get those mutton chops, Zach. Mutton chops. Um, I'll get some mutton chops. That's the first thing I'll do. But uh, speaking of Japan, although I guess that segue is outdated at this point, um, Jose, as he said, is uh, doing the final cuts of uh, OPP Japan. And once we get all, all the approval set, that'll be out soon. Uh, Jose put his love and life into it for like months, six months of his life into it. Um, and he's done an amazing job. And so I hope everyone out there listen, or watches it. And listens to it, uh, and really enjoys it. Uh, we're also you guys are entering you better your second listen to it, man. We put a five point one track on it. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> we did not actually track. do that. We didn't. I wouldn't have known even if you said you. Did. <laughs> uh, we we did do a commentary track, though. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt that. And Jose is uh, is on that commentary track. So if you're a Jose fan, uh, that's also cool to listen to. Uh, I don't know when that's coming out, but that's that's available. It'll be out um, before the movie because that's done. 
You guys are entering your second anniversary and hundredth episode. I'm really excited to see what you guys do. We're entering our fifth anniversary around the same time. I think like a week after. Um, so yeah, I, I, we're going to do some cool stuff for that. So stay on the lookout if you're a One Piece fan or a podcast fan. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, and you can find that at OnePiecePodcast.com. I forgot to say that. Is Darrell passed out? Uh, yeah. No, I'm not passed out. Damn it. <laughs> I could say it 12 more times and Darrell would not pass out for me saying at one I think would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can drink. Oh, yes. I just realized he's taking a shot whenever you do that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, and the last horse crosses the finish line. <laughs> Anyways, Sketch, where can they find you, buddy? You can find me at Sketch1984 on Twitter. You can also tumble with me, Sketch1984.tumblr.com. You can ask me questions on there. I know it's a little hard to find it, but because of my layout, you kind of click to the side in the tab, and there's a pull-down menu. You can do that. You can also ask me questions on Ask.fm, Sketch1984. And I wrote a couple of pieces for the other Toonami website where I moonlight, ToonamiFan.com. Please check them out. A little something on Beware the Batman and a big something on Attack on Titan. That would make sense. <laughs> yes, it is a gigantic article. Quite, quite frankly, Titanic. That's what she said. And I use so About many big terms. Terms that mean big. Large, gigantic, ginormous, colossal. Okay, stop giving stuff for Terrell to make fun of here. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll, I'll just I'll stop him before he can. I'll, I'll just say at onepiecepodcast.com. <laughs> colossal expectations. The uh, the autobiography of Darrell's sex life. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> we turned into a porno. <laughs> wow, wow. Okay. We were signing off. I don't know where to go <laughs> after that. Uh, since we're talking about Darrell's colossal expectations or whatever, uh, Darrell, where can they find you? Way to skip Definitely you. not at onepiecepodcast.com. Oh, you oh drink. <laughs> God, I don't I, hear drinking. I, I don't hear drinking. Uh, hold on. Wait, let me, I got to get to the bottle, man. I kind of dropped it <laughs> laughing at y'all. Uh, here we go. Mm. <laughs> Now, this is entertainment. This is entertainment. Yes. Yes. All right. For once, <laughs> drinking on the podcast. But seriously, you can find me at ukamisamurai7.tumblr.com. And if you want to say something on Twitter, Twitter. Well, damn, Twitter. The alcohol affects him. He's not invulnerable after all. No, I'm good. I'm kidding. No. Go ahead, man. <laughs> you can find me at ukami underscore samurai7 at twitter.com. And if you want to send me some email, you can do that at derailmaddox at tsunamifaithful.com, people. Can I say I love you, Darrell? <laughs> I love you. All right, Jim, where can they find you, buddy? You can find me at ZeroAlucard27 on Twitter. You can also find me on Tumblr at UniCentury. That is U-N-I Century. If you want to shoot me an email, you can do so at JimNelson at TsunamiFaithful.com. Hey, so we're uh, talking about emails real quick. Our email server seems to be going through some issues. So if you've been sending us emails, we're really sorry if we haven't gotten back to you. Um, we're, we're looking into that. Our hoodie ninja is looking into that right now. Uh, hopefully he'll have that back up soon. But feel free to try and you know keep using contact us at tsunamifaithful.com. Just don't be surprised if we don't reply. 
Okay. Uh, without further ado, my uh, you can find me at J E A R G U M E D O at on Twitter. That's J E Argumento. You can also find me on Tumblr at J E A R G U M E D O dot Tumblr dot com, where I write really long things about things Stuff. that nobody cares about, <laughs> and answer really annoying questions. Uh, you can also Email me at J-E-A-R-G-U-M-E-D-O at ToonamiFaithful.com. Again, sorry if I don't get back to you, but there are some problems going on with our email server. Um, and without further ado, please uh, please follow at Toonami News. I never forgot to mention something. Follow at Toonami News and at Toonami Podcast. And without further ado, peace. We are out. Deuces! One piece. Drink. Podcast.com. Okay. Drinking. <laughs> no one's singing? Major Kuzanagi, Section 6 is in position and ready to move in. Major, are you there? Yeah, I heard you. I'm surprised you can hear anything. What's with all the noise in your brain today? Must be a loose wire. <laughs>